Welcome back, community group leaders, to this week's episode of The Deeper Podcast, where we partner with you as you grow closer to God, His Word, and people. This week, we're going to be focusing in on being affirmed and following the living and true God through 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. So, going on the journey today, I'm Cody Leekan, and we're joined here with Brian Trias. Brian, thanks for coming on and joining us today. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. Last time I think you were on, we were in complete speculation mode. I think we were guessing what oh, where we were goodness. going, because Joe was out of town, but coming back for the message. So, this time you are preaching, so we're a little bit more prepared on that front. And it's the uh, end of a series. I'm yes, not the start of one. Series, uh, that works out well. So as we kind of uh, like to do with special guests, we got a would you rather question to kick us off. Sweet. So would you rather be able to talk to animals or be able to speak any foreign language? Um, honestly, I think I would rather speak in a foreign language because I've always wanted to be like fluent in another language. Ah. I haven't always wanted to do it so much that I have like trained and given myself the opportunity to do it, but I think it would be awesome to be able to go to another country and just to be able to fit right in. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think I want to know what animals have to say. <laughs> oh, that's on the opposite end of the spectrum. I thought you would be a little curious to be like, what is going through your mind? You just jumped on the table? What? Come on, dog. Yeah, yeah. I, it probably wouldn't be as intelligent as we think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> like Doug from the, the dog Doug from the movie Up. Squirrel. <laughs> I, thought, I love you. I thought you just meant Doug, like our Doug. Oh, Doug Congdon. Dougie Fresh. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Be able to speak to Doug. Be able to speak to Doug. <laughs> <laughs> know what he's thinking. Oh, we love you, Doug. So you mentioned a little bit earlier, we're concluding a series. Mm-hmm. So what is that looking like for you as you kind of wrap up? This is a three-week series? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a quick little three-week series. What's what's interesting about um, being the last one in this series is we actually have the passage, First Thessalonians one nine, where the uh, phrase "living in true God" comes from, and so kept us waiting all these weeks. We're, we're, we'll, we'll get to actually talk about that and and why that's in there and what it means. But really, it's for me if this is true that we have a living and true God, how should we live in light of that? And I think it's a it's a question we should consider. Yeah. I'm excited for this message. Because uh, we started this week kind of, so on Tuesday we started with the passage that you're going to be preaching out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And then the rest of the week really just kept going through Thessalonians as we kind of got this message of encouragement, as we're going through Paul's ministry and practical ways to follow God. So can you share with us the direction that you're going with this message so we've kind of been marinating on it and the subsequent passages through the rest of this week. So 1 Thessalonians 1 was the, the the prompt that we were given, and that was Tuesday's reading, as you said. And Tuesday's reading is just it's highly affirmational. It's, yeah. it's highly encouraging of what Paul has seen in the lives of the Thessalonian believers. And so the rest of the book is going to have some instruction and some correction and the things that Paul does in his letters, but really trying to strike a tone of what Paul is seeing in the Thessalonian church and what he is giving them kudos, so to speak, of what he's saying, this is what I've seen. You have turned to the living and true God. You have turned away from other things. You are now serving him and doing his work as you're waiting for him to return. And so it's 
pretty simple and straightforward. It's right out of First Thessalonians 1, 9, and 10. But you'll see, if you continue to read through the book and have done the other readings, that Paul picks up on these themes throughout the book. Mm. Yeah. So reading this week's this passage for the sermon, what does it teach us about God? Um, I, I think what we can take away from is that like, he's the one and only. Like Paul's affirmation for the Thessalonian people is that they have found him, that they have turned to him, and that it's worth it. And that everything that they've experienced in terms of persecution, of affliction, for turning away from idols, it was worth it because they found the living and true God. Mm. That the service that they've done in their life is worth it because it's the living and true God. And that he is worth waiting for when we're going to experience disappointment, we're going to experience loss, we're going to experience all these things, but he is worth waiting on. And so it really is just what we learn about God is he's worth it. Yeah. Now, after the run-through, you mentioned that you've got a lot of stuff for this next question, and that really gets me <laughs> excited because I'm like, man, I like this question. So what else from your time of study did you grab that you just can't fit into the sermon, but that is really just helpful for diving into this passage and faith in general for us? Yeah, so as I started studying, um, it was like I was doing our REAP process, yeah. right, and, and just trying to make all the observations that I could. And so I'm in the message this week, I'm only going to start on verse 4, but I started in my original stuff with verse 1. Mm. And in verse 3, it says, Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and your labor of love and your steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's one of those verses, right, that you can just read over real quick. It's, it's kind of yeah. standard. It's in a lot of a lot of different places but if you if you actually stop and look at it he uses three particular words he uses faith hope and love and you can go wow i i feel like i've heard that before and you go to first corinthians chapter 13 which is like yep. the most famous passage on love you yeah. find it at weddings and how does that chapter end well three things remain faith hope and love. You go to the beginning of Colossians, which Jeremy talked about last week, and, and he's describing the, the character of the, the Colossian believers, and what three words does he use? Faith, hope, and love. And these are just distinctive words of Christians. Yeah. These are words that are to characterize our lives, and I just, we're not going there. And, and one other thing that, this feels a little nerdy, but... I like it. You know, the, the word um, Trinity is not found in our Bibles. And so, like, when you, when you study God's Word and you're looking for, like, evidence and proof of what we believe, if you go looking for the word Trinity, you're not going to find it. And so people are like, well, then how do we know what we believe? And so this is a passage that actually has Father, Son, and Spirit all mentioned within three verses, right? So in in verse 3, remembering before our God and Father, the steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 5, also in power and in the Holy Spirit. And so here you have an ancient writer who is writing what became the scriptures, mentioning Father, Son, and Spirit. And that's a Trinitarian formula. So that's not something that we made up. It's not something that just came later. It's something that we've always believed. It's right there in the text. Not touching that at all, but I thought it was cool. I like the little language nerd out. 
Those are my. That's the way to my heart, Brian. You got it. You got it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's what I'm trying to do, Cody. I'm trying to get your heart. Well, speaking of that, what is something vying for the affection of your heart? <laughs> Man, that segue could not have planned that better. So yeah, one of one of the things that we talk about is if we are turning um, to God, we've turned away from idols. Yeah. And you know, idols really they come in all sorts of shape and sizes, and what they do is they they vie for our heart, they vie for our time, our talent, and our treasure. And to be honest with you, and and I do share this in the message this weekend. One of the things that grabs at my heart way more than it should is sports. And my teams, right? Like I have a team for each sport and season, and I just care way more about them than I should. And mm. they can put me in a funk. And then I can go on social media and, 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 and start trying to research more and, and get angry and bitter and go down these roads for this, this thing that in the scheme of eternity does not matter whatsoever. Yeah, And so I sports as silly as it sounds is something that really vies for the affection of my heart. Yeah. I, for me, it's coveting neighbors things like, mm. especially in the area of vehicles, man, I've been under the hood so much these past couple of weeks and I've just, you know, pulling up at a stoplight next to someone's newer truck and I'm like, man, that sucks. Mm. And I'm like instantly just feeling the green, just start filling my heart and just not being content and realizing we are blessed. Like God's given us two vehicles. One just needs a little bit of work, but like it's not out of my realm of capabilities to fix. It's just, mm. so that's where I've been we're not having my heart in check as I pull up to stoplights. Yeah. So the next question we've got, where has, or where is God prompting you to be serving? Yeah. So I have a friend who lives out of town and he, um, we talk every few months just about what's going on, and I was talking to him about some of the leadership development stuff that we're that we're working on, and um, he's like, "So tell me about the guy that you're apprenticing, you know, right now." And I was like, "Well, the, here's the guy that I was apprenticing," and and he's like, "Yeah, but what about what about now?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, really? I I kind of let that go a little bit." And, and so I, I really took that gentle, um, conviction that my friend gave me and went and met with someone and said, Hey, this is what I see in you. And this is what I would like to, to do with you. And this is what I would like to, to train you for. And so, um, that's just an area where now I, I get to pour out into someone because I want to see what God does with that person and the, whatever he has for him. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I've been picking up the, my bass again and playing. So Ben asked me to go play at fall retreat. And so taking some time off like work, work, and we're doing more of like service stuff and getting to embrace that. It's been, it's been really good. So, I mean, it's, it's really as simple as the things that God has gifted you to do. Like how are you using them for, for his glory and his purposes? So that's really cool, Cody. Yeah. This last one could be kind of a little bit heavier one, but what area are you having to wait on the Lord? So as silly as this sounds, like, cause I don't, I don't feel all that old, but like the last couple of weeks I, I helped a friend move some stuff and like, there's just pain, right? There's like pain in the shoulder, yeah. there's pain in the arm and like, it's kind of hard to get to sleep at night and you wake up and it's not gone and you're like 
God, I just, I just want you to take this from me. But that hasn't been what he's done to this point. And it's kind of been there. And it's just this reminder that this body is, it's, it's decaying, breaking down. It's, it's not the way that it should be. And I am waiting for the Lord for a day where there is no pain, where there is no suffering. But until that day, like, I got reasons to be here. I got yep. things to do. So, a couple more will leave and keep going. <laughs> yeah. The leave number keeps going up with the number of years. <laughs> it's like, man, I used to be able to mow the grass and not have to take an leave. What's going on? Uh, I think for me, it's in the area of health. Uh, these past couple of weeks have been difficult with either the kids getting sick, having fevers and stuff. And then Lil has some growth on her tongue and trying to navigate all of that and her going into surgery this afternoon to get that fixed. And it's been really hard in trusting God with that. Um, and just waiting for him to fix it, especially seeing like, you know, the little kids in pain, they just don't know anything. Charlie just comes, crawls in bed and like, Oh, you're really hot and trying to give her some ibuprofen to like calm the fever down and get her out of that pain. And then Lil being in pain and not being able to eat solid foods. And so just being there and just feeling helpless and just being like, well, God, I have nothing but to wait on you and Mm. your provision. And so dealing with all of the doctors and stuff. So we're both kind of in the same health vein. I'm sorry, Cody. I I hadn't heard that yet. So yeah, definitely be praying for her. We can pray for her today as we close. So. Well, that would be great. So as we uh, wrap up our time today, will you pray for the leaders and sure. as we go about this week? Sure. Generally, Father, um, as as Cody just shared um, with Lily going into surgery this afternoon, we we pray that you give the doctors wisdom and skill to, to perform the surgery and to um, take care of whatever the issue may be. We pray that there would be full and complete healing, that there would be a restoration, that there would be just a, a quick process of recovery to allow her to continue to eat and continue to care for her family and, and serve here at the church as she does so well in the nursery. And so, Lord, we just we trust um, Lily to you in that process, and we also trust Cody as, as he's got to step up and take care of the girls and, and do some stuff around the house. We pray that you would just um, comfort them, give them your peace, and provide everything that they need during this time. Father, for for our leaders, we are so grateful that there are men and women who are being equipped to do the work of the ministry. There is no way that we could care for a church the size that you have put here at 10th and Urish if it weren't for men and women who are shepherding each and every week by getting together, by fellowshipping, by being in God's Word, by praying for one another. And so, Father, I pray that you would bless these leaders this week with a uh, a good time of prep, that you would have good discussion and just good times of fellowship with one another. And Father, I pray that we would look more like your son, Jesus, that through the process of talking about your Word and through the process of going through life in community, that we would be shaped to more resemble Jesus to the world that needs to see it. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Looking forward to this weekend and the sermon that we've got coming and what God's going to be doing with that. Bethlehem Experience signups have been going pretty great. Love it. Thank you guys for jumping up on that. There's still some spots open on the guest services for greeting and ticketing. Get a little selfless plug there for that team, but we'd love to see you guys and your groups come out for that. But for that, this is all I've got for the week. And so 
We'll see you guys again next week. Thank you, guys. Good to see you.